everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of the What The Shit Podcast, where we will be discussing and breaking down not only last night's episode, episode 115, but also last week's episode 114, because we missed last week. Joining me today are my fabulous friends, Alana, and special guest tonight, Adam. Welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Sorry, I, 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 I had to do it. I had to yep, do it. You had, you had to do it to us. That's all right. Um, mm-hmm. And we are super excited because these past two episodes have been uh, <clears throat> pretty interesting. Fine. You know, yeah, we always say, fine. we've always, you know, these past several episodes, we've always talked about how it's hard for us to come up with tinfoil hat theories when the episodes themselves are just absolutely absurd and insane and taking us by surprise. Didn't so even cross our minds. We're like, yeah, they'll get to Aeor and Vess will be doing cool stuff. Yeah. And, yeah no, well, it, come- it also doesn't help the fact that uh, Marissa herself is always wearing her tinfoil hat. So true. to speak. Yeah. True. But she's, but she's brilliant at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's man. true. Um, so, uh, for the sake of brevity, we're going to try to keep this podcast to just under two hours or around that part. So we won't go, we don't, we won't do like a huge deep dive into 114. Um, but there are definitely some, some key points that, that I would love to, love to discuss and touch on. Um, but we can go through a quick, um, just some of our our more favorite moments the smaller moments of that episode um my big one was the more or less confirmation of um ace caduceus with his uh oh my god uh, i love that little moment with uh the goliath and uh, and not only that is a happening on ace week and b i myself am ace oh nice so i i totally felt seen Yeah. yeah It's nice. It's like, because I feel like it's been pretty uh, well theorized by the community for a while. That yeah. 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 And if I recall on uh, Twitter, uh, Talson was actually saying he was sitting on that for quite a long time. Mm. So mm. It, it, it was just happenstance since it was pre recorded that the episode had to just air during Ace Week. So. Yeah. Hey. And it was, and it was literally, it was a, a kind of a random occurrence of the yeah. of Goose is making a joke, the Goliath taking an interest in him, and then, uh, like, we get the revelation. So mm-hmm. it was like a nice, nice uh, turn of events. That Goliath was really mm-hmm. fun. I liked her a lot. <laughs> and I think um, uh, Danny G on Twitter and made the uh, YouTube made a, uh, I'll link it in chat, made a. Uh, Wonderful. An ace party. We'll just um, continue on. I will post in fact, that in uh, for those who seen it. Also, also, uh, also, there was also the fact that going on, going back to the episodes, the fact that uh, Kirley actually did a little uh, montage of Caleb as well being bipan. Yeah. That was pretty great too. But yeah, yeah, actually, actually, yeah, I actually saw that in my related videos at one point uh, with um, with Cad. Mm. It was even funnier because of there were there it was the Halloween episode. So uh, anything anything that happens in the Halloween episodes is just <laughs> I know. amazing. It makes it so, so much editing. harder. <laughs> yeah. so hard and editing. Also, it was Ashley's first Halloween stream. And yeah. 
And she wasn't even there. Like, you couldn't even see her. Of course yeah. not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, all I seen there was a grassy... What? Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. They were amazing outfits. Oh my gosh. Um, Jester, or not Jester, <laughs> Laura, Laura being the gentleman. <laughs> oh. or, so, Travis being Orly, Liam being Astrid, and we actually have a confirmation of her surname, Astrid Beck. Yeah, he actually mentioned that during the pre-show. Oh, uh, okay. the Sam was Kiri, Ashley was Henry Crabgrass, with consent. Mm. Uh, Talisman was Arkavazinov, and Marisha was <laughs> Celia Ovesa. I thought, I thought, um... Uh, Talison was Allura at first when I, I first thought, yeah, I thought it was Allura as well. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could only, oh. I could only watch the start, like the first five minutes, and then I had to do other stuff. Um, and I had to, I watched it a few hours later, and I had to watch it on mute, so I was just watching the costumes come up, and I was like, oh, Allura, cool, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, and to be fair, if Talison was gonna be Allura, he would have had to put on a blonde wig, and I don't think he's fond of being a blonde again. Yeah. Oh, he had the blonde wig on for Xenoth, didn't he? No, he did not. I guess it was a bit short. It might, yeah. I was also afraid to his old natural haircut when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 The days of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that's always fun. But it's always Mm -hmm. like any kind of serious moment is really difficult. Especially, I mean, the most, you know, uh, you know, the funniest one was, you know, Sam dressed as a leprechaun <laughs> yeah and, oh my god you know. that was for a, a live show not halloween and that was a live show and so. speaking of the, the recent live shows i think marisha was, keeps trying to one-up sam especially yeah, with, with that chicago outfits. one god damn that, it's, uh, a, it's impossible uh, exactly um, yeah, she did out bar him as uh hazel copperpot so I like true. I like the one man band. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, and, oh, and as uh, Jed Vulcan and Chad pointed out, the sets of bar with the oh, lust. <laughs> a part of Marisha's Marisha's costume. That was very clever. Wait, oh, even with a neck brace, uh, the shirt it said, uh, "I went to, something with something along the lines of I went to travel to con and I got was embarrassment or something like that." Yeah, close enough. Yeah, but yeah. Another good thing I also liked about the uh, one fourteen, in brief, was Dagon. Was it his name was. What? Underthorn. Yeah, Dagon Underthorn. Underthorn. And, yeah. and a combat wheelchair. That was yeah. so amazing. Very slick. I had a feeling it would come up at some point in the campaign, and yeah. I think Dagon is the perfect character to introduce a combat not wheelchair. A, not, not to mention his best part as well. All hail Sheila. Yeah. His <laughs> <laughs> <The> axe. <laughs> yeah, right. I love a good um, hmm. But no, really cool character. I remember for a while we were theorizing that that was going to be Sam's character yeah. uh, when Veth left. But uh, really, are they a dwarf? Is Dagon a dwarf? I believe so. He is a dwarf. Yes. Yeah. And um, also a fighter ranger multiclass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, we haven't seen them in combat yet, I guess. Oh, the, no, no, he was in the Yeti fight, but yeah. Um, yeah, more than later. But it's... Uh, it's just cool. Like they're they're a very fun character. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that kind of rough and tumble. Like it's kind of maybe like not not the smartest person they've dealt with, but like just very friendly and just yeah. there to kind of help. Well, um, well unless very... you start pushing his buttons. <laughs> yeah, not not jumping ahead too far, but just any of his reactions to anything they did in this episode was Peak. amazing. 
Um, so it was very, it was very odd. It was very odd bread with anyone who is unfortunate enough to cross paths with the ninety nine. Mm. True. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we and have to start some... making like a like a a tier list for the guides that have helped the ninety nine. <laughs> Because we've had That's good. the two that come to my That's mind good. so far right now is Jometi Costco and then obviously yep. Dagon. Who else? Who else has had the the pleasure to escort the Mighty Nine? Technically, a little bit. Uh, Bryce. Bryce was a bit of a guide for them in uh, Oldfield. Yeah. Bryce was yeah, probably though. I would consider Bryce that. Bryce yeah. just like the nicest person. <laughs> when faced with oh, absolute chaos. I miss yeah. Bryce. We're very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. As was um, scary, but anyway. Yeah, man. Oh. The, the guide in the Bender Swamp who who died. Oh, oh we yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can't remember that name. I forgot hey, about Lynn, that character. What was the name of their yeah. guide? <laughs> the Lavender Swamp. Uh, uh, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't that the LeBron. character that was like, hitting Le on Yasha? Yeah, LeBron, that was his name. LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Come on, Lynn. You can do it. <laughs> I think, yeah. Lid, please. Uh, <laughs> We Billy, don't have a lore master like yeah, Billy was, was also guide, kind absolutely. of a guy. He was a guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's quite a few guides. <laughs> Dang. And a few guys as well as a few. Um yeah, but no, that's um he's a really fun character. I'm excited for more adventures with him. Um yeah. mm -hmm. I feel like I'm I'm worried that Matt is trying to put him in danger because uh, this is kind of jumping ahead to uh, to 115 uh, really quick. Oh, oh, so Febron, Febron, Febron keys. That was Febron keys. I was close. Nice. I was close. Um, but when Matt was describing like their days of travel and stuff, uh, he kept he kept saying things like, "Because you have Dagon, things are going well. Like because you have Dagon, this is fine and stuff." So it's like, I feel like he's setting it up for like if for whatever reason Dagon. Maybe not dies, but if he like he leaves, the party's well, gonna Vega, have a much difficult, much more difficult time traversing Dagen, this this landscape. He's he's buggered off out of the cavern that they've just entered in. Like yeah, he's just like all right, I'm out. Yep, so, this is, I was yeah. paid to bring you here, situation. and I'm done. Yeah, yeah, gonna that's gonna be link. It's gonna be a little worrisome. Um, but anyways, but back not... to a few uh, you know episode 114 stuff. Uh, one of the other yeah. things that I wanted to talk about that I think is going to have some serious implications moving forward is uh, the fact that magic is a little funky around here. Yes. And I want to know what Matt actually has planned for that. I'm wondering if maybe like when a spell is cast, he rolls like a percentile dice and if it hits a certain threshold, mm -hmm. then he rolls on like mm -hmm. the wild magic chart like for sorcerers or something. Like something will happen mm -hmm. um, that will change the outcome yeah. of the spell, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, put it, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him, especially since, uh, if I recall the Explorer's Guide for uh, Blightshard, there's all kinds of random stuff that he could, uh, he could if they actually went there, he could mm -hmm. roll on a, a random table. So having a wild magic be pure suffusing an entire continent, like or section of a continent, like Ice Across, mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it past him to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm more worried about the potential for things going wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I guess, I don't know, because I know, Alana, you've read into Isilacross from yeah. the Explorer. I don't know, Adam, I, if you've not, read the Explorer's much, Guide to Wild Mountain and all that uh, stuff. But I, if I you, have, actually. Okay, I if have you actually. have, and, and because you have, we'll, we'll, we'll keep spoilers to a zero yeah. for information <laughs> surrounding Isilacross, because I haven't read it either. Um, yeah, I and I, I'm leaving it all, like, all to be a surprise for, for things that, that await us. 
Yeah. Um, I know Phil has. Phil messaged us. He's like, oh, I need to talk to someone about this. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> Phil, I didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to, to, be, su- to su- be surprised and possibly devastated with the potential of Isilcross. Yeah, and no, it's interesting well, too. It's, I've, I've, I'm, oh no, I'm jumping ahead to 15. Damn it. No, that's right. We, we can, we can jump around a little bit. Tonight's a, tonight's I'll, a funny I'll try, episode. I'll try not to, uh, but the, uh, I like we got some glimpses again of like Ford as the face uh, this episode. Um, mm. him like recruiting the guards him kind of putting on the, the front of being like the, the chief bodyguard I guess Vesterogna um, but I saw someone point out like it's the one time they've legitimately been hired to act as bodyguards and they failed immensely <laughs> like they didn't even yeah. they, they spend their time in the dome like setting up shifts for watches and everything and they didn't even set up a shift to watch Vesterogna while she mm. slept um, yeah. oh. which I thought was pretty pretty fantastic. Yeah, and speaking of which, I, I will admit when since we're talking best stuff, I'm gonna, I will yeah, admit, we'll I will I will confess. I'm sure a lot of people have have had this experience as well. When Jester was doing her scry, I at the first I did totally did not catch on what Matt was doing mm. with the transition. He literally just doing an alley oop. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Just said you go up. Yeah, the best way I could describe <gasps> uh, the scrying as well as you know who's positioned in there it's basically like uh the big plot twist in black christmas you know like the call is coming from inside the house <laughs> mm. yeah I love that. yeah I like that movie. it was um it was yeah it had no kind of relevant i was thinking yeah he's in some kind of weird ruin or something yeah. like mm. it's fine it's it's not a problem but there's people theorizing that uh, he was in disguise as Vesterogna, and That's maybe also horrible. like a guard, um, like at huh. dinner, because people are talking about one of Matt's body language and just the way how Vess was kind of different at the dinner, like especially when Vess was offering to pay. It was. Yeah. I'll try and find That's it. There was a much better write up than how I'm describing it, but the idea mm-hmm. that like Molly was impersonating um, Vess this entire time, like uh, entire time since they got to Isocross or that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, that's even spookier." Yeah, that's that's pretty spicy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and as Liz pointing out in chat, in their defense, yeah, it wasn't implied that she's been protecting from the wild stop still in town because yeah. I'm sure even the nine were assuming that because she's an archmage, she would be able to handle herself in a civilized location. No, nope. right, <laughs> right, right under their noses, Apparently and they were not, not in the wild. <laughs> and Which I, is... I, I gotta say, I do feel so bad for Marisha because she was one detail off it didn't yeah. encourage her to think about it literally what like that's scary though right because it is because she oh, she right. she can protect herself in a town like she is if she's aware made she should be strong enough to protect herself so the yeah. fact that lucian or Cree or whoever is able to kill her in such a manner is scary like, yeah, she, and she was caught by surprise too so she wasn't unaware yeah, it's scary to think of what kind of powers being a non-gun would do. Mm. <laughs> right. Exactly. You start to wonder, like, how how powerful has Molly actually gotten since we last saw him? Yeah. Evidently, yeah, that... pretty pretty darn powerful. I was yeah. like looking ahead and reading the future features of his Bloodhunter class. I'm like, is there anything here that causes people to like bleed out of their eyes and stuff <laughs> like that? I um, mean, the only thing I could think of is obviously is his Blood Maledict ability. Yeah. Blinds yeah. people. 
Um, so maybe it was just like a more powerful version of that. I don't know. Yeah. No. That and also uh, the fact that because they're still shaken up by him suddenly showing up in that room, he didn't know at a time. But they were still fixated on that as well as his cryptic uh, to Alpha, the Alpha we tracked, homework bound we beat. They were so uh, dwelling on that, it didn't occur to them that to link the window to the outside. So it, it, for that reason, I feel pretty bad for them realizing it's. But yeah, sometimes you just got to cut through it with Occam's razor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sometimes that, that, that is the way to go. But I, I remember I, I was um, lo- watching, rewatching the, like, the scry moment and stuff. And Matt even, yeah. you know, you, you described Adam as, as like an alley-oop and stuff. Even even when uh, Matt was describing the scry, he said you feel yourself floating up. Yeah. Up to the third floor, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. Is that what, what yeah. you're feeling? Um, oh my so. god! He, he, he hid the he hid the intent and the meaning in plain sight, and none yeah. of us realized it until it was too yeah. late. But te- technically, the only person that would be able to realize that is Jester, since she was the one who was actually feeling the scry and then feeling that like floating sensation. But yeah, yeah, and plus she was also so rattled by seeing an old yeah. old face and a being recognized. With, with well, all due respect, Atal said. Is what the hell was with his accent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love, I, I love that he kept it. giving him shit for it. Yeah, it's pretty I love funny. it. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Um, but, but um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. I like too that the traveler wasn't giving her any help with it either. <laughs> like, yeah, was that that episode where the traveler's just like, oh, I don't see what happens when you scry. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I just do it for I you. I just, I just help um, you. I just do it yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I don't know. I'd be, I'm just, I'm just your patron, God person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I love yeah. Unbound Traveler. I love the Traveler without the um the threat yeah, of he's trouble. Just mm-hmm. He's just a guy. He's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. He's just chilling. And hell, even um, even though even the less trusting people are starting to be a little more tolerant of him because the illusion's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have we have bigger fish to fry now with with Lucian yeah, coming Traveler's back like and all that game. stuff. Yeah, the Traveler is old news. He's yeah, yeah. yeah no we already traveled those or out to more frozen pastures. Yep. Yeah. Although, but yeah. So then they went to went to bed in the tower, none the wiser. And then the very next day, just before they found uh, Vess's body, they have perhaps one of my favorite moments of the episode. It, it, oh, oh, actually, just before that. Because you know, throughout the campaign, Veth was trying to keep painting, uh, raising up Kate on a pedestal, being the leader of the Mighty Nine. Yeah. And it wasn't until now that he finally put his foot down and said, "No, I am not a leader. We are all equal. Please don't treat me like a leader." Yeah. And she was very respectful. And this was something I was wanting to happen for a very long time. Because it, I mean, as much as Veth looked Caleb, it was still very. Uh, What's more looking for? Unfair to the others? Yeah. So, but I'm glad I'm glad Caleb saw that because of the confidence that he'd been building up while during his trip out. So he's finally able to say, no, we're a family. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of it was kind of just like a recurring joke a bit on uh, Sam's part, I think, at this point. Like, before it was kind of that admiration and that kind of obsessive nature mm-hmm. of not not um but i feel like more recently it's just 
you know, Sam bringing up the joke. Um, but I like that they they resolved it in RP. Like that was. Yeah, yeah and yeah, and it's true. Did it? Did she did, he did say that to her earlier. Did it take this time? It did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, really, yeah. I, I really like that that moment of checking in. And speaking of checking in, it was while they're having breakfast. Both checking up on Yasha because of, what, oh, yeah. of a very minute reaction that she had noticed during the dinner with Trent. Yeah. And was she running that far back? I can't. Well, to be that fair, far back. to be fair, Yasha did say that sometimes you love them when you're they're always on your mind. Ironically enough, that reaction was on her mind oh, regarding yeah. Yasha. Yeah. Kind of ironic. Forget, but... mm. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while since since episode uh, 114. But yeah, that, then that's also when uh, Yasha decided to give give Bo the the poem that she had written. Yeah, yes. yeah. and not just that, but also opened up about the fact that she was still, even to this very day, still deeply traumatized about the battle that changed her, how she almost killed her. Yeah, hmm. and the fact yeah. that as I was discussing with you, Nico, before we started the podcast, that even Right the day after the episode after they saved her, she was she was like, I wasn't sure if you were evil or not yourself, and then she kept downplaying it or not until this moment where she's like, I knew that wasn't you, but yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, it's that whole thing was sparked because of the telepathy thing that Trent did, and I actually agree. It's just it's disgusting to have someone like him in your head. Yeah, Ugh. very invasive. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, just. Not just that, but the fact that her reaction basically cement, uh, basically summed up to no one's giving me a poem before. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. And if you take into the context the fact that she has felt so unloved for a lot of her life, that means a lot to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. more than that later, because right now a, a body has been discovered. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I had to change to you do we think, not jumping into crazy theories just yet, ah. but do we think Trent had some inclination of what was going to happen in the North? Because mm. he was pushing very heavily of, like, Caleb, at, to some degree, joining the Cerberus Assembly. And a lot of the, the theory was that it was him taking over Trent's position. Mm. Do we well, think yeah. that, like, he had any kind of, like wherewithal or any kind of knowledge that there might be danger for Vesterogna up in the north. Like, yeah, he's, that, been tracking, that... he's been tracking Caleb for a while. Like, he, he would have had some knowledge, possibly, of Molly and Lucian or what Vest was doing with the Tomb Takers. Like, mm. his whole thing is having spies finding out information. So right. I wonder and with, if there's any kind of link there. Yeah, with that, with that being said, the idea of, you know, he has eyes everywhere and stuff. He's almost kind of like... Um, uh, Varys from Game of Thrones, the, sp- the spider. Yes. Um, I, I, I would not put it past him for for I would not put it past him to to know like almost everything about you know the the members that Caleb finds himself with, uh, especially yeah. early on in the episodes when you know when they're just getting oh, that, together and all of that stuff. It would make yeah. sense for him to want to research uh, Caleb's companions, and possibly he did find out who molly was and the connection there um but i feel i feel like it's probably a bit of a stretch but again i I also at the same time would not be surprised if he kind of thought something like this would happen yeah that fact that didn't they have a discussion during that dinner about how people could uh, rise up to become a member of the assembly just if someone gets offed or something like that 
Yeah. Yeah. So, if they if they were found out that Vess is dead, then that leaves an opening. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it could also be a setup for Caleb for like, oh, technically, like, oh, I was talking to him like two weeks ago <laughs> about the possibility of mm -hmm. like what happens if someone dies and now she's dead and he was yeah. there, like, which I, is That's... very blunt for yeah. Trunt. Trunt. Yeah. For Trunt. I did say Trunt. <laughs> Very blunt for Trunt. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. That being yeah. said, though, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But that being said, uh, the whole thing issue with Vess and how they had to quickly hide the evidence of her of her murder, and I I see a lot of discourse about why they're not resurrecting her, and I actually think that mm. the reason why is because well because of Kinnis' speak with dead, they know that she is like Lucian. Yeah. Uh, trying yeah. to uh, become the Nonaga. And, uh, yeah. and you recall what happened the last time someone who was in a position of power within the assembly was a cultist. Yeah. Yes, referring to, to, to Vencetelius in an Age of Irons. So, oh, yeah. wait. Yes, that too. I was thinking of Delilah Briarwood. Oh, well, <laughs> that too. That too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How ironic. I was like, how ironic. Yeah, Vecna. Uh, Vecna yeah. happened. <laughs> How, how ironic! Two characters who are archmages of antiquity killed by characters once played by Townsend Chaffee. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I pay. I pay for who fill that seat now. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, the fact that she is uh, pretty much equated with the Eyes of Nine and a cultist at that, trying to gain position of power, that that in itself could be a bargaining chip if the if the Nines uh obfuscation of murder was uncovered then the fact that they probably don't really care for Vest anyway so yeah they were probably going to kill her eventually anyways yeah that yeah. and also so yeah they might not make much issue with that they might actually be oh no <laughs> amused and grateful to the nine that they actually opened up a position and they just like her anyway mm -hmm. but uh we don't know who yeah. her um why can't I ever remember this word I can never remember the, the, the annex? second in charge. The, yes, the annex. We don't know who the annex is. So yeah, yeah, the annexes are basically like they're uh, number twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demons. So we we don't know kind of like maybe who would be in position to fill her role. I guess we um, don't quite know now. Or like, because she's a half elf. She's been there for a little while. Well, she's been there since the library was been gone, which is like. What thirty years? Thirty-five years? 30, yeah, thirty years. Yeah. Thirty years, give or take. Um, which is super long. What? Sorry, what? Which isn't super long in relation to say like, like Trent or Ludinus. Like Ludinus has been there for ever. Um, yeah, he's one of the founders. But that's interesting because yeah, I wonder if she's been in this cult, if it is a cult, um, <laughs> before she joined, okay. or if it's something like. It's a recent development. Um, is it always like? Is it like a? Um, I don't know. Is it like a disease or like a curse? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't. We know nothing about what it means to be a nonagon. Um, right. And I, I would assume yeah. that if she wasn't always a part of this cult, she was probably introduced yeah. to it by Molly and the Tomb Takers when yeah. they were doing their their delving for, and stuff. For all we know. Um, Cree has the tattoos as well. We yeah. don't see it because uh, she's covered in fur. But like... And in the case of Vess, she hit it with a glamour. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting how they're going to handle this because, I mean, 
based on the forgery work yesterday, I think they're okay. They managed to make it vague enough so that even if she's not there, they have a note that says that she had left on business, and if they need to get a hold of her, they should ask my nine to, to send a message. So mm-hmm. that vagueness alone may have actually saved them and bought them some valuable time. But we'll see. Yeah, it, that whole, like, kind of, um, are they going to bring her back? Uh, yeah, I was like, no, I, I, yeah, I could see it for them not to get in trouble, but at the same time, like, she's so she's, evil. She's a threat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay evil. with and, them like, keeping her dead. That's, uh... Yeah, she, yeah, keep, her, yeah. keep her so that they have her, like, I'm glad they didn't just leave her. I'm glad that they brought her with yeah. her because that oh, kind yeah. of makes more sense. Well, if they had, if they had, you know, Dine and Dash, so to speak, that would have been uh, pretty <laughs> sus of them. That would be way worse. Yeah. That and the fact that even if they hadn't, uh, even if they hadn't bounced and she was still there, they ha- they would have gone. They would have had to take part in the investigation and spend time being questioned and was done even more. Yeah, I'm so glad they just got out onto the ice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that and the fact that even if they managed to resurrect her, uh, is it? When he speak with Dead, wouldn't that mean she knows that they grilled her for information? No, no, it's um, it's oh yeah, it's, it's remains like a fucking family of of life. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah, actually yeah. have any kind of semblance of a soul. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's it remains talking about the soul. But still, yeah. regardless, the fact that even if Vess was resurrected, she's still a threat because yeah. she'd be like, the... "You are my bodyguards, and yeah. you let me die." <laughs> Yeah, well, that that the fact that even if she was you know still with them, and they end up dealing with uh, Lucy and the Tomb Takers, who says that she wouldn't take uh, any any opening she'd get at becoming a nonagon herself. Yeah. Who says she can be revived normally? That's true as well. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what happened yeah. with the ritual. That yeah. Oh, and also the fact that it was her who technically created Molly Mock. So yeah. Yeah, that's another strike against her. Oh God, what if like. What if they eventually bury Vesta Rogner and Campaign 3 comes around and there's like a, a female <laughs> half elf wizard wandering around? Confused oh my god. <laughs> oh god. He's <laughs> got these or strange high tattoos. Campaign 3. <laughs> oh my god. But, but that's that's a good point that you bring up is what are, what are all of these things that are happening now, these characters that are being introduced, these events that are happening, they're going to have like appearances in campaign three like little cameos because i mean we've had some campaign one cameos in this in this campaign so far that are that are really nice to see but now it's like i'm excited to see what easter eggs we'll see in the third campaign captain adela kemp plucker vilia and allura well no technically well billy was technically mentioned once so yeah but yeah it is gonna be very interesting especially given matt's uh, penchant of trying to keep the campaign separate Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I respect that because if Box Market were just brought in, the campaign would just be over. Yeah. It's this. This is this is the nine story, not theirs. Mm. Well, it's like it's like the argument of well, when Vox Machina were battling Vecna, where was the Cerberus assembly? Like they could have swooped well, in and helped out a ton. But well, to be fair, I believe uh, in the lore, Dwendal being said that hmm, n- n- not our not our not our situation, yeah, yeah, not our but problem. Like in, It'd be the same with like Vox Machina. Like they'd be like, "Oh, we're retired." Like, yeah. If you think about Anagon, nah. Anagon, that's not for me. And I'm building <laughs> yeah. a clock. <laughs> yeah, if you th- yeah, if you think about it, it's basically it's practically Dwendal's fault because they end up letting Delilah escape. That we end up dealing with Vecna in the first place. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I actions, guess that's a good point. Actions have consequences. Yeah. Not if you're royalty. Mm -mm. Apparently. <laughs> it, it happens. It's just a, it's just a little more delayed. I, oh, I want more King Dwendal. I want that to come back because that was such yeah. a huge thing when it happened. Yeah. Uh, they're meeting uh, with him. Uh, th that scene was, was terrifying, like, though. He was I, he was not cool. No, like he no. made me so uncomfortable, but I wanted to see more of him. Like yeah. that was yeah. like. And I and I and I absolutely loved uh, Barisha as Beauregard. Actually. Despite some hiccups, managing to hold her own and talking to the freaking king himself without breaking stride. Yeah. Especially with, with lots of fucking beacon back. And that comment alone pretty much forced the assembly's hand, which led to the peace talk. So, kudos, yeah. expositor Lionette. Yeah, it was like, um. Amazing. It was just cool. Like, he was just a fun character because I love it when. Well, I hate it. <laughs> but whenever Matt gets into that kind of really, um, stern, yeah. uh. stern or, like, controlling character and you're just like oh no bring matt back yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. scary i don't like i don't like this yeah. matt i want regular yeah. matt back but he plays those yeah. characters so well and it's just like you fully believe he's those characters um, yeah even even the grossest of people like uh howard darrington or thorough lionette yeah bad dads anyway <laughs> he had to admit that they were gross and yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, they they uh, they hid the they hid uh, um, the murder. They cleaned up the crime scene. They stored her body in the freaking vault of amber. Yeah, yeah. Was I mean, that's probably the best place they like, could put it. Like, ah, should we? Uh, well, unless they went to an anti-magic field or something like that. Well, but we'll see. Well, <laughs> um, but I guess I guess one one sort of last thing we can talk about with episode 114 is the new found information we have around molly and uh, the tomb takers and the nonagon mm -hmm. we got some some interesting words the cognosa the yeah. nonagon is basically a vessel for this this being i i think yeah i guess yeah what were those terms you wrote them down I'm there was what, okay the, the, the nonagon the nonagon is a vessel for the cognosa Cognosa and, and, and their job is to free the somnovin the somnovin the somnovin yeah, yeah. A whole so lot of stuff that we have no idea about. To me, sounds like it sounds like a bunch of mines. Like, yeah, and I don't know if that's thinking of what the city is, mm -hmm. but it sounds like they are. I'm getting. Oh, what's this remind me of? There's a there's a book or a show or something I watched recently where it's like they have the the souls of like thousands of people in them, um, something like that. But it's like, yeah. They're the vessel for the hive mind. That what to what with the, the sub, to free sub to free the somnovum. Somnovum. So Which sounds like sleeping nine. Sleep. To free the sleeping nine. Hmm. Sleeping nine novum. It does sound. It, it is very Lovecraftian. I'm getting a lot of Lovecraftian oh, vibes from this whole thing. Nine. Oh yeah. From Nolan. Yeah. Nine. So yeah, is that like? Of... Oh jeez. I know it's really it's <laughs> yeah. really hard to like break these down because it, it's so like esoteric. We have no yeah, we have no idea what these what these could be. We've never heard of them before. Yeah, yeah it's hard to piece. It's hard to figure out a whole love when we only have the most minuscule crumbs. Yeah. I will say though, I, I am so glad that Marisha's big old tinfoil hat theory was mostly proven correct. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. It it is starting so, to look very like like the stuff Molly is a part of is this this strange 
moving city in the astral sea. I was just looking up uh, Thara's Dune because I'm like, Aeor, we don't know. I was just looking up Thara's Dune because I'm like, oh, they've got like a symbol. I wonder if it's nine sided. No, it's only seven sided. Mm. It's fine. And I still wonder what the heck is with Ruidus? That oh, the moon. We went... Yes, the red moon, technically. Yeah. I think what it's an we... Elder Evil. Possibly. I think what they're fighting is an Elder Evil. I think the uh, the city's going to be an Elder Evil, which is going to be mm. cool. But what's a, what's an Elder Evil? Uh, so it's like something that Matt. Well, it's, it's something that's been around in D D for a while, but it's something that Matt's kind of fleshed out a bit. Of um, they're like they're not gods necessarily. They're just these super powerful entities mm. from pre calamity, uh, that were locked away pre calamity. Kind of like the Titans. Yeah. Kind of like the Titans, yeah, yeah. If you think of like the Greek gods as the gods, the pantheon, the Titans, yeah, are like the elder evils. But they're just these uh, forms of malice and hate and evil that can't really be controlled. Um, like there's a lot of liches and there's a lot of, like Thara's Dune is an elder evil. It's just this incomprehensible mass of evil. Um, oh wow, Cat Cat's now with the uh, with the breakdown of the word. I like it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're yeah. they're like just these super old uh, evil, oh, evil, evil things. <laughs> oh, what's it? There's a better description. <laughs> oh, zombie girl. What if Rudus is the jade oblivion of all the shackles are released? Uh, he'll fall back to Xandria. Yeah. Oh, so basically, Rudus is basically like an egg. I'm pretty sure we've said that on the show before. That's a legit theory. I thought it was an egg for a while. Not it a could egg, be an egg. But, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they actually hit the body, hit the crime, and hopefully none the wiser, they went off with Dagon to the Plains of the Bison across Pop. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we can start uh, moving into yes. episode 115 since uh, we, re we really just have to wait for more answers. Hopefully next week we yeah. get some more answers from, from Molly himself. Um, we'll see. But... Oh. oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then... Speaking of in moving into episode 115, but what I want to talk about quickly is in episode 14, we had two setups. We had the setup of um, Yasha giving Bo the poem, and we also had the setup of Jester asking Caleb to read this, this, the Zemnian story to her. God. And we got both of those um, in yeah. the next, the very next episode, which was really nice, you know, setup and then getting the, uh, um, yeah. Goes out of the way right now. Especially you, Nico, being a big old widow just stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was, it you're was... a widow just stand, I'm a Boyasha stand, so it's only yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll talk about. Well, to be fair, we'll talk about with uh, the Catherine Prince first. That was, he. Liam wrote that book. He wrote it that day! day. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh my god. like I, I, when he was when he was like reading it, I'm like, okay, he definitely wrote this. But I thought maybe he wrote it like when he had first introduced like Dear Cats mm. and Prince when when he was describing the different books on the table. I didn't think he actually wrote it that very same day. Like that's actually yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's not unlike when uh, Marisha did the whole. Uh gramophone recording for uh Paisley Coppot in Darrington Brigade one shot she's I think she had said she'd done that as well the very same day yeah and she was like Jesus <laughs> that, that was amazing in itself but yeah, yeah. what the hell yeah 
that was amazing. Just amazing. the widow jests and the boyashas were were feasting last episode. It was just wonderful. Wonder, and I, yes. I love all of the fan art that's already coming out of it all. It's uh, I know it's so good. And I also also big shout out to Crit Roll Stats who actually did a full uh, co- uh, transcript of those two. Mm. Yeah, and they're actually it's on their live um, tweets. Yeah. Yeah, it was all. But yeah, now going into the uh, poem, or should I say, love letter, because it, yeah, it was originally it turned out to not be quite a poem. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was it was it was practically a love letter. <laughs> it was a poem oh, well, for Yasha. Yeah. For minimal sense, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was basically to uh, a play on the previous episode's title, an open window into her soul. Yeah. And. I think based on her reactions, I think Bo totally understood. She knew that this was Yasha confessing her feelings. Yeah. And mm. do you blame her for being so. overwhelmed? Like I said, she felt in love with her whole life, and she just got told in a letter that someone loves her deeply. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I, I do like now this is the second letter Bo's technically gotten from someone like she cares about or who cares about her, and it's like got so much stuff crossed out. Like to mm-hmm. begin with, because yeah, you remember the letter keg, keg left with the letter, and it crossed out like all this nice stuff. It's just like thanks. Um, I like that. Yeah. That's her effect on women. <laughs> like it's yeah. just yeah. no one don't know that, how to uh, express themselves to her because mm-hmm. she's yeah. also yeah. So uh, keg bounced as well. And back back in the day, it was back when she was still using sex as a band aid and hiding her deep seated of fear of being alone. So. Hmm. Compare that to now, and whew. yeah, yeah. Jet, Jet Vulcan, I, I 100% get that. The, the bath and the strawberries and the wine, like she's just like <laughs> yeah. preparing herself for yeah. the read. Yeah, she's yeah. gotta, she's gotta, she's gotta be prepared. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was, I just, it was a lovely oh, letter. Yeah, that reminds me. I think I saw. I think uh, Linzer Art actually did a, a little bit of a fan art oh, where she yeah. is reading that letter. But it was a few days before mm-hmm. this episode. But oh, nice. it still still was good. I think actually, um, I think I have it in my uh, history. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It was it was so great. It was a lovely mm. scene. Um. <laughs> it was. It was a nice. It was a nice break from from. It's it's nice to have those small like beats in the story where it's a break from like the chaos and we can forget about all of yeah. the crazy stuff that's going on and we can just enjoy like a very lovely scene. Um, yeah. Such as Bo reading the poem and then the story. Um, it makes me wonder when there's going to be, like, not so much payoff, but when the next step of that kind of relationship is going to be, because it feels like they're getting into dungeon crawl or potentially, like, yeah. fight territory. Fact that, uh, yeah. yeah. That, in fact, that yeah. because of current circumstances, it's going to be a bit delayed because they got other pressing matters. But still, she's aware and. Jester may be a bit aware. We don't know. She's actually very hard to read. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. But what, one thing, one thing I loved about that the the story scene was, not only was it nice to see you know Jester's or and Laura's reaction to Caleb and Liam Liam reading it, but also seeing the rest of the cast just like yeah. listening um, intently at at this story that that he wrote. It was just very, very nice, very nice to see. Mm. And meeting um, the cat friends, that is very, um, very possible. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I was 100% waiting for it to be, like, a, a horrible Grimm's brother story. 
of like and mm. the cat prince and you turned into a cat and you're stuck here with us forever sort yep. of thing like you shouldn't have left home little boy like i was yeah. ready for that yeah but yeah, um... that was yeah that was a very very thought out very deliberate uh action on caleb's part not so much with the certain thing they found in the frozen fields oh you yeah know? yeah that yes the, yeah the... segue i'm i'm getting good at that <laughs> The stone, the stone obelisk that they just oh, yeah. had to. That was amazing. That might be one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah, he was so fixated on getting that emerald. He was so green with envy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was so much fun. Um, he almost died. Like I'm wondering if that was like literally yeah, it was a the chaos. Yeah. Where's similar, that damn similar, fourth chaos emerald? <laughs> similar thing of like, had it dropped them to zero if they would have died. Like if it was a. Uh, considering it was necromantic i'm i'm sure it was like a you are dead dead you are by yeah yeah Um, probably a big old super death uh, because they had the 60 foot rates yeah um but it made me it was interesting i think the uh i want to know more about like the the coins that had been taken and the fact that there was this one that was like Mm -hmm. low down or was there was there ever anything else in those holes or was this just like a a thing to pull from um and the fact that was it in like a big purple crystal is that how matt described it was it, like it, big... it was it was an emerald right no 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 the the, oh, the monolith was oh, in. Uh, i don't know exactly i think i, I missed that detail because he because this is very mild very mild spoiler from the explorer's guide because i did look it up um very mild spoiler but if you don't want to hear it stop listening for like 30 seconds but the alwak sanctuary which is where the yetis are from it talks about a similar kind of obelisk with like gems of power in it, which is what oh. caused them to gain their intelligence. Oh. And it's something that fell from Aeor. So I'm wondering if there's like something to do with the actual physical structure of Aeor itself has these strong magical um, artifacts. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously it does. That's why they go in there. But like, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be kind of cool. Huh. Like, I, I want to know what it was. <laughs> I wanted them to get it so bad. Yeah. And just having a little wayward piece of it, just having to land in that spot and be trapped. Yeah, I love how they're just like, this was a random dice roll. Like, we, I know. we didn't know about yeah. this. Oh, like, like, stuff like that, yeah. like, little little encounters like, like this, like, with the obelisk and stuff, are one of my yeah. favorite things about, about Dungeons & Dragons. That it yeah. just completely sidetracks the party. Yep. Just because it, it's, 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 it's something that looks cool. And yeah. we gotta we gotta check it out. I love I love these, these scenes in Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Yeah. And, and of all the people, it was Bo being the most sensible. Actually quoting oh, uh, Dagon's advice of uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, actually quoting Dagon's advice of sometimes scavenging is not worth it. She was being the sensible one. Caleb for being twenty intelligence was being the upset <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was so funny. I got like I got flashbacks to when they were uh, dealing with the uh, the bandits for the third time, we're like oh. uh, Noth and Jess were running around doing oh all sorts of kinds of crazy stuff, and like Bo and Yash were just on a hill, just drinking. Yep. Which when they decided we were taking, she had to have Yasha grab t- uh, this bow with her sword, and she was like, "I'm not gonna have Yasha hit that thing with her sword." So yeah. Yeah. Tech. And that was before the poem, love letter thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was Are a good. You... It was a fun scene. Yeah, it, it, it Caleb just be just getting super frustrated. Yeah. Even after he failed to spell magic, like I kill Volcano, not you. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Defeated by defeated by a little a little emerald. Like yeah. I said, like I said, green with envy. Mm. <laughs> who who would yeah. win, a Markov or a little green boy? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the green boy. Apparently, <laughs> the green boy, the little green yeah. boy. Oh, and that was, it was great what they were saying about Jester, like, when she put, like, big emerald here with the arrow. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the most, like, kind of I know, I was like, dodgy wait. thing you've done. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. That's, like, really that's dangerous. Even, even Caleb was yeah. like, Jester, that's murder. Mm. That's not murder, that's chaotic neutral. Uh, yeah. They're like, JK, like, that's more confusing. Yeah. Now, have they learned um, nothing from Henry Crabgrass? Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but also the fact that uh, sorry, what? You go, you go. Okay, but yeah, going up even before then, I think they had uh, they were camping for the first night, and that's when Ford discovered through Ski Invisibility that Lucian's been scrying on them, specifically yes. on Jester, which I think that is what he was referring to with having found the set because Jester was scrying on him. Yeah. And because she scried on him, that's when it created some sort of tether. Some sort of lingering scent for him to track her. And thus leading it's... him directly to Vess. I'm I'm still kind of a little bit on board with it being blood magic. Like, I think the blood it, magic yeah. is involved somehow. I think it's... they're on the right track with saying that maybe there was some blood missing from their vials. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, and because I think for, I think Travis rolled like 12 and Matt's like, eh, kind of there um oh no it wasn't matt it wasn't travis i rolled but someone rolled like a 12 and matt's like yeah kind of and travis is like yeah that's it that's the reason it, like it, it, it was laura yeah um but she's trying I think, to figure out if the blow was fake i think maybe the the scrying on jester is because she's the one that's made contact mm. and then, yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly why i said that yeah. he, because of that he, he was able to establish some kind of scent yeah even when she was not scrying yeah, Connor. Connor Brad just brought up the Hobbit joke. Uh, oh. which is <laughs> I'll yeah. admit that at first that flew over my head. It was... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Of course. That's um. That's uh. That was a lot of fun. By so <laughs> someone in chat earlier on in the stream, uh, said that what if it was actually a Sharnai? That was. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, I was like, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Also, I, Laura didn't yeah. remember. Also, Laura did not remember, but uh, it wasn't not the first time that someone interacted with her through a scry. It was it was a Shar Knight the first time, but she didn't remember that. Yeah. Eh. Probably not a Shar Knight, but it's kind of a cool thing to to think about. Yeah. Like, ooh, what if it was? That it's still very yeah. much a. Yeah, issue. in the heat of the yeah, in the heat of the moment, it would have been easy to think it could have been, but no, I think it was definitely Lucian and or Cree. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, because Kree's a cleric. She could scry. Yeah. Yeah. But that's and, an interesting... Yeah, if fitting enough, she's a tabaxi, and of course, she, being a tabaxi with kind of keen sense or whatever, she would be able to lock onto someone's scent. Yeah, well, she's a blood cleric. So and, like... a, and, 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 a, and a tabaxi. That's a, a very lethal combination if you're trying to stay hidden. Mm. Is, I mean, is like, blood cleric a... Uh... Uh, it was in the, or is that an actual? Yeah, it was. It was in the uh, Taldori guide. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, but I, I just like the idea of how 
she's a tabaxi with a very keen sense in perception and a blood cleric where she could track people with, through their blood. That is like a match made in the Nine Hells. Yeah. Did they yeah. come across, did Vox Machina come across a blood cleric? They did was... not. They did not. I don't, not to my knowledge, no. Building up the claret orders for a while, Matt. Like, that's something I think he's. But, like, I'm wondering if that's actually a. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't think they themselves encountered a blood cleric or anything of, from the claret orders, which, of course, is the. Hmm. Is it, is it a spoiler to mention that? That they were uh, derived from. Hmm. They're, okay. they're just a guild in, in, Wild, in um, Exandria. Yeah, I'm just saying that very, very mouth-spoiled, but I believe if I recall, they actually were the original sect that the Tomb Takers uh, split from. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's 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 safe enough to say, I think. Even the Nine don't have quite uh, have made that connection yet. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Spying on her, realizing that it could be very well be him. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, also the yeah. fact that they were trying to experiment with uh, when Matt Gaird that first night being a learning experience and then using the tower. Yeah. And then that brought us to more random days of travel leading to Yetis! Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to think for a bit because Matt's like, you've fought these before. I was like, when? <laughs> when did they fight Yetis? And then like, <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, 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 it was outside Mythborough, which I... I heard a lot. No, a lot of people were like, "What if they encountered another one here in Ice Across?" But, but I recall, Mythborough was like on the uh, far uh, end, like far uh, eastern uh, end of Ice Across, <laughs> very far removed from yeah. Aeor and 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 other places. So yeah, you say a lot of think, people. That was us. Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys. <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah, I don't think she's gonna be a factor unless she's trying very, very hard to pick their scent. Yeah. That and she might just, you know, stick to her. She might, I mean, also, you know, probably, no, that alien artifact she had in her leg oh, could be right, a big yes. Like, she might travel yeah. to Icecross to collect shit stuff. Mm, oh, that's, <laughs> that is very true. Yes. So, it is possible they might see her again. But thankfully, unlike last time, they're much, they're a bit more, a bit stronger than before. They're at the point well, where they could probably fight an ancient white dragon. Well, to be fair, uh, Miles Boris of Campaign 1, Vox Machina was like level. Actually, no, that is very true. They were like relatively level 15, level, yeah, 15 or so when they fought against uh, Vorigal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. They had eight level spells by then, and they're and the nine are currently level 13. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be fine. They well, they we'll fought see. ancient dragons before, before well, Vorigal, yeah, and white dragons are generally the not so much the weakest, but the easier mm -hmm. ones to fight. They're, they're um, the most basic-minded and feral. Yeah. Right, and super petty when it comes to people messing with their with yep. their stuff. So <laughs> that, that's why, again, I wouldn't put it past Matt to bring Geladon back. But It'd just or be amazing for the return boat trip where they're like yeah. expecting Avantika and Ukatora again. It's like, no, it's the dragon. Yep. <laughs> You're this the dragon time. on a boat. Yeah, yeah. that also the fact when uh, uh, Kat tried to bribe her with seven platinum, she took yeah. very big offense of that. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh, threw sorry. seven platinum. I'm so sorry about this. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Galdon's like, fool. That wouldn't be enough to for a dowry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What do you take? Hell's, me for? Have no, 
Hell's, Hell's half a fury like a white dragon scorned. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but of course, I love the fact that Marisha made the connection between you know Nightmare and Ivory and being like a woman pretty much left behind at the altar. Yeah, because she was Vargul's mate. Well, they were they're going into some kind of a courtship. Before it could yeah. develop further, he was slain. Yeah. 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 Pretty uh, <laughs> pretty unlucky. But I, I loved I loved the fight with the Yetis and how like they slowly realized like yeah. wait these Yetis are like intelligent and yeah. have feelings. Yeah. At first I was a little concerned because I thought it was gonna be another repeat of what happened with uh the specters outside of the uh, on Rumblecast and whatnot and Marisha and Slash Bell was having another crisis of friendship. Oh, not this again. Yeah, but I, I think what, I think not... sorry, but I think no. her reading the letter from Yasha maybe had given her a little bit of uh, confidence in trying to de escalate the situation. That's why when she heard that him saying stop, that she was like, Okay, I'll try to be more diplomatic and to her relief that she started working. Yeah. That was like Marisha said that out loud. She's just like, why, why is it me again? Why do I have to make the decision of like, well, yeah, not everyone was hurting her. Um, uh, I thought it was great because, yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it was, that was a choice that was made in the on the island. So it was nice yeah, that. A I, 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 yeah, I appreciate how Matt presents different combat opportunities um, yeah, that, for them to like resolve them. That one time, though, purely out of miscommunication, which was oh, yeah. upsetting, but I have to do all that. Fine, like that was hilarious. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was. Uh, but yeah, I I love the Yetis. I thought they were incredible. Um, yeah, I thought the fight was cool. I thought the fight was going really cool with the um, like the chilling gazes and the mammoth. <laughs> I just love I love the running gag of that fight with Veth being snow. Yes, being yeah, snow. I'm snow. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the point of being called snow. Yeah, living, um, finding the limitations of a rogue sneak ability. Yeah, <laughs> like, like just because you're drop... hiding under the table doesn't mean they don't know you're there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, Jeff's first users of the core cut dagger, which apparently is cursed. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for that to become a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like Beth is the perfect part. character to have a cursed item as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with her, uh, from the from the sounds of it so far, it sounds like it's something that, like, obviously, well, a lot of cursed items don't want to be let go, but, like, it's going to be some yeah. kind of obsessive. Yeah. Um, kind of, of feed into her desire for vigilante justice and punishment, maybe. That's kind of cool, that, yeah. That's going to be a problem. It sucks from you, too, which is very similar to what um, it, the other sword did. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I know its name. The one that Grog had? Yeah. Craven yeah. Edge? Craven Edge, yeah. Oh, Craven Edge, yeah, it could be Craven Edge names. or the Sword of Cass. Everyone in chat got it before me. No, yeah, no, no, Craven it was Craven Edge. Edge. It was Craven, Craven Edge. Edge. Was Craven oh, Edge and, is and, like... and also the Sword of Cass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sword of Cass is kind of like a different kind of curse. It's like more of but, but he still didn't want to be like that. But yeah, Craven's Edge was like, if you don't damage other things, I'm gonna take it from you. Um, yeah. The yeah, core cut tag is kind of doing that on the label. Yeah. I am literally taking yeah. away your life force. Your vitality, yeah. And speaking of it, I felt so well, I was horrified when that happened to Grog. Yeah. I was like, well, because he, I was, it's all because he didn't sleep. Campaign 1 spoilers, but that's Grog's first death in that scene. Uh, second, 
second, the second death, first being uh, Gavarn. Did hmm. he go down? Yes. Down? He, no, he was oh. killed by. Uh, he was killed. He was prevented from dying by Death Ward, and then he was hit again, died, and Pike had to, to use Revive. Okay. Fair enough. I can't believe my memory's that Does good. Does Yasha. Yeah. Is it the Zealot Barbarian that, like, when they die, they don't die? Yes. No, 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 no. Well, that, that, that's level 14, Rage Beyond Death. But they do have that feature where, uh, blessed by the gods, where they are actually able to be revived without needing diamonds. Oh, that's what it, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. And Ford's got the drop to, if you drop to zero, you drop to one instead. Relentless endurance. Yeah. Saved his ass a few times. Separate endurance, which is Goliath, also, speaking of which, a, a very, very mild sidebar, they actually uh, fi uh, updated the Goliath, so he's now they're now resist resistant to cold damage. That was oh. one of the various um, cleanup errata that they did. Interesting. Was, what was the reasoning for that? Because I like the idea of them being kind of like mountain folk. Y yeah, I think it was just one of the recent uh, rewrites. Re uh, reprints. There we go. That's a correct yeah. Reprints. Okay. <laughs> that they were doing some uh, cleanup. But, uh, yeah, they managed to de-escalate it, but not before one of the Yetis went down, because poor Caduceus. He, yeah. he was too tough as a man to realize what was going on. But thank gods for Yasha, who managed to uh, revive him with uh, healing, and he's like, are we Healers. fucking done? <laughs> yeah. But what I liked about, um, because in the payoff of uh, stopping the fight and taking a more diplomatic approach was that they were able to be escorted by these Yetis for the next, you know, day. Um, yeah, similarly cool. with the uh, the sea creature that they encountered, um, yeah, they're making the friends. Fam, the fam, yeah, they're, they're, they're making them. friends with the locals. They're making friends. They're like doing also, the right thing. And of course, invited the Yetis to the tower. Yeah, that was amazing. That was so cute. Yeah, that was amazing. And one of them has a diary. Oh yeah, <laughs> the little diary one moment. Diary. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so cute. Asking a stranger yeah. to see all their secrets. They were yeah. they were really, really cool addition. Yeah. I, like mm -hmm. I do wonder, what was that last entry that Bell wrote? Do you think it was about the letter? Sorry, what was that? Oh, right. Yeah, the, her last entry in her own journal slash diary. You think it was about yeah, the, the letter she got? <laughs> yeah. Probably. That was probably why she wanted to share it, to see what he if he had an insight on that. Too bad her persuasion check failed, but she also was to bounce back and say, no, I understand your privacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, nah, yeah. it's cool. I like that. I like them. I like, I'm liking Isocross. I like journeying episodes. I like when they're in the wilderness and the roll tables. Mm -hmm. um, I'm terrified now that they're seemingly entering a cave. And that's my question, because my thing was like, I mean, two episodes ago, my thing was like, yeah, they're going to travel this long way with Vess, they're going to get to Aeol, that's where the confrontation's going to be, Aeol's going to be this, like, literally a, a massive city for them yeah. to explore. So I'm wondering if they're even going to get to Aeol, or if this is going to be the confrontation in Isocross, like, if it's going to be, uh, get to this one yeah. particular uh, site, it, like, deal with Lucian, or, like, come to some kind of confrontation with Lucian, is it then going to go further, is this going to be, like, uh, it's... And, and, on, yeah, and on that note, even Bo brought up a good point. They have no idea what they're doing. Because they, yeah. at first they're just here just to escort Vess for some archaeological um, research and whatnot. But she's yeah. gone, and then suddenly they find out that, hey, Luke and the yeah. two are back together. He, and, the, yeah. 
the initial goal of the mission was to get close to members of the Cerberus Assembly. Like, this was part of Caleb's right. story. It was, yeah, like, to... To get in, um, and well, that's I mean, gone yeah, out. You know, <laughs> technically now Vess is closer than she's ever been with Caleb being inside exactly. his necklace. So yeah, um, <laughs> but I'd say no, mission it's accomplished. Just, it's, it's super concerning. It's super concerning that they're going into this. The fact that Lucian is so confident and wants them to come, they sound like yeah, it's a trap. But like, I don't know if it's a trap. It sounds like an invitation. I feel. I feel yeah, I feel like yeah. he's being yeah, like yeah. genuine, like. It's really yeah, like there's I nothing. Don't think he's lying. I don't. And... It's definitely not Molly because he's too. Right. There's yeah. there's no feel like there's feeling. There's a lot of emotion. He's he's enigmatic, but there's no like kind of I feel like recognition when he's talking to Jester. Like yeah. there's yeah. there's none of that any kind of playfulness or anything. It's very much it sounds like this kind of mm. leader of this group. But I found it interesting yeah. too when they sent the message was the fact that it was Cree and his voice mingled. I'm wondering yeah. if it was like some kind of dual sending spell, or like if he was hijacking Kree's sending spell. Um, mm. That that's that's what I thought as soon as Matt said. I was like, "Ooh, is like she's casting the spell, but he's speaking." But I'd be interested to know more, like what they're. Maybe she's yeah. a nonagon. Maybe they can link spells. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's but well, what I'm what I'm most excited for is because, I mean, since we've gotten the reveal of Molly. The biggest thing that's been at the back of everyone's minds is how is the party going to react when they actually see him again physically in person yeah. and specifically yasha like what is yasha going to do when like when they step into the into, into the cavern and lucian steps forward and yasha sees molly for the first mm. time since since he died not what, just are, yasha, what are all the reactions going to be not just yasha though and, yeah because uh, he di Bo saw him die right in front of her. Yeah. And she, to this day, still views that as being one of her greatest failings and regrets. And plus the fact that everyone's just reluctant to even think of him as anyone other than Molly. Some and part of some are already being rather split. Some of them think that it could still be Molly. To keep, there's still something to save. Some of them feel like he's already all evil and whatnot. Beauregard in yeah, particular, get, she was being the most neutral. I get the sense that, like, Ford is very much, like, he said as much, like, he's very much about the kind of, if this, is, this isn't Molly, this is something different. Um, he's very quick with the kind of, like, well, he, he's against us now, like, he's not a part of us now. Um, and I think maybe Caleb's of a similar mindset. Um, but yeah, Beauregard, Beauregard has, like, she she's always like that though, and it's it's incredible because she's just that yeah. very. Um, she can take control when she needs to. Like she yeah. knows what she's talking about, and yeah. it was that I was getting frustrated in that conversation at the end because they were all saying the same thing. It's just they couldn't like, <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb in particular wouldn't let go of her wording of join. Them. Oh but, yeah, yeah, that was frustrating a bit. I was yeah, just like, no, you're both, you're I, all on the same page. Yeah, like, yeah, you're literally, yeah. you're, you're on the same side here. You're just, it's just yeah. semantics at this point. Yeah, 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 and the thing is, he was also mistaking those semantics as optimism. It's not optimism. Yeah. It's caution on her part. And to be fair, it's no different from Avantika, where they were just cooperating with her, tagging along, sussing her out, trying to figure out her motives. And also hmm. not much different <laughs> from Oban in the King's Cage, because they practically were. Handing Yasha 
silver platter. To that was their plan. Yeah, they're the like, "Ooh, <laughs> the orphan maker is here!" Like, yeah, God, that exactly. went badly. That went so yeah, bad. and yep. actually went in there. It, it went, went a little too according to plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with and Bola in particular, she's oh re recognizing that okay, maybe not in English for some convincing, but also it's like she wants to join them and by join them she meant tagging along she wants to know yeah. more about what's going on yeah. that's just what that's what she's trying to do as an expositor she's so, in fact she even said at one point to king Dwendal, i learned in my line of work that in order to get in order to learn more about the enemy sometimes you get close to them that's pretty much what the expositors have to do sometimes is in, yeah. infiltrate and mingle with enemies or even dubious third parties that is what they are supposed to do but now it's why it's so, yeah which is why it's so frustrating when they're not quite getting that. Not to mention the fact that it's an old friend wearing, well, not the face of an old friend, and that's really gonna fuck mm. them up. But now here's yeah. the thing. Um, because Matt has constructed this campaign to be more morally gray than the first campaign, yeah. it seems it seems like most of the party is already writing off what Molly's doing as evil. What, yes. if, what if what they're actually doing isn't necessarily evil, it just has that sort of air about it because it, it just all looks and sounds very, very sketchy. But it could very well just be some kind of like this like neutral entity that they just worship. Yeah. We, we, just, we just don't know. We don't know enough, but it's very possible that this is going to be another one of those morally gray um, scenarios. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is just because the, the whole crux of the matter actually, Nico, because they don't know anything. And knowing that they have all the cards... Why would they want to ambush them if they're being invited to just tag along and find out? They just, that's what both to do, both as an expositor and just because as an inquisitive human being, she just wants to know. Mm. Plus, maybe some small part of her wants to find out if Molly is gone, or maybe there's some small some small part of him that's left. She just, she's also being hung up by the fact that Dolly, that Molly died in front of her and she failed to save him, but also the fact that she failed to piece together that one last detail about Vess's death. She yeah. hates not knowing, so she wants to know. And therefore, what better way to do so than to tag along? And yeah. suss them out, find out what they're up to, and if it turns out to be bad, then they'll attack. But for now, just talk to them. And a lot of the party was just slow to understand, but I think Caleb just wasn't understanding it. He just left mid-discussion. And you don't know what I hurt the most about that moment? Hmm. Is right before the episode ended, uh, Kiddo was in the prep division, and he uses Ford's shoulder for support, not hers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he put his hand on Ford's shoulder when going to the prep division. That could have been just, I think, maybe like a. Yeah, well, I mean, because, I mean, Caleb did say he walked off, so I don't think Caleb would then run back just to put his hand on Bowler's yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you the mother. This is. I got stupid. a Yeah. Um. I have a bad feeling about this. That yeah, it's, well, it's I don't have a good one. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I don't think I necessarily have a bad feeling. I'm I just I really want to see that that reunion of Lucian and and the party. I really want to see how that's going to play out. And if Lucian actually does recognize and remember the party, he's just Lucian now, and like those memories of Molly are sort of just you know in the back of his mind yeah. since that wasn't really him. No, I think my ideal hope for this is if it's it's Lucian, but he still retains Molly's memories, and therefore he might. I mean, he he only killed Vess. He didn't go after the nine. So, 
Yeah. And plus, he was he said right, like yeah, like his qualms thing. aren't with the nine, like exactly. But that being said, though, it is still worrisome because the party is already feeling fractured as is because of this sudden reveal and the fact that he is alive, but it's not the person they knew. So that's going to lead to a lot of uh, bad vibes. Hmm. Yeah, most likely. A lot of conflict. A lot of conflict. But um, also maybe a chance for them to actually, I don't know, check in on each other like they should be doing. But let's yeah, see. they always need a good catch-in section. I don't know, Alana. What are you? What are you most looking forward to with with this this upcoming oh, reunion? I was just thinking about the king's cage again and how awful that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, that's what I was thinking about. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just no, like, no, you're good. Oh, you're bad. good. <laughs> and bad. I love the fact that Bo used the king's cage in direct comparison to this, especially since she had just read that letter from from Yasha and she had heard from Yasha herself about how painful it was for her to be under his control and being aware but not knowing anything, not being in control, but being aware. Yeah. And that plus letter probably crystallized in her head that this is not, this is just like the King's Cage. She, she does not want to lose her again, which her more during that, did you know that that conversation I had in the bar fields, that was three days before the King's Cage, mm. right before she was taken from them. Yeah. Three days. Oh, shitty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it because I love any kind of major plot <laughs> um, yeah. advancement. I do, I like I said, I do enjoy the traveling through the wilderness and kind of the fun encounters, but I think it's been, um, we've been waiting for Ice Across for ages and now they're kind of here. I'm hoping we get to see some cool, magical crap. Yeah. Um, some like remnants of Aeor power and then obviously a confrontation with Lucian I just, mm. I just want to know more like I'm I hope just beyond hope I know no, it's not how narratives normally work but just like hey we have these five questions and he's like yes I will answer them in full detail for you I know. Like, like but I mean uh, that's a good yeah. point you bring up I have a feeling next next week's episode is going to be like Trekking 50 through. plus percent um, like exposition just like feeding yeah, information okay. um to I, the party that and, hope, that and hopefully them we... actually processing what the plan is because that the way that ended was as we've said very unpleasant and frustrating i think it might be a dungeon crawl i think it might be a bit of like moving through this site moving through this cavern for a while and oh, maybe yeah. not yeah. getting to Luke either at break or even towards the end of the episode i could see that happen yeah. as well yeah, yeah. I'm also hoping for a lot more check-ins because it's quite clear that the party is starting to fracture a bit because of this situation, and I'm just I'm just worried because it is very possible it could be King Cage 2.0. We don't know for sure, but then again, mm. it does it what does feel like there's the some. Nine, what if someone in the Mighty Nines and none are gone, and they don't even know it? Mm. What is it another girl? That... I just want another. I know. Little did we know that Lucy had actually had a, a, another personality, a reincarnation of Larkin. Yeah. It all yeah. just comes back to Larkin. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Love that when Dagon turned up. I'm like, oh, it's Larkin. Know, he, Larkin's a big bad. He can. I mean, he he's been hitting this whole time. Yeah. I, I feel like at this point, though, like a Larkin, like, reveal yeah. in any sense would wouldn't even like we'd be like, okay. Cool, we already knew he was going to come up. 
what's it what is okay. what is uh, a cognosa what is all this stuff it's kind of like when yeah. um when earlier this year when nasa was like oh yeah by the way aliens are real we were like okay yeah we already know we don't care there's more yeah, pressing so things to worry about right now yeah oh oh, oh, oh and by the way apparently there's water on the moon yeah 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 i missed the alien announcement by the way my brother told me and i was like what <laughs> what are you talking about yeah <laughs> yeah um what you mean they announced yeah. something we already knew <laughs> um no that um yeah that's what i'm excited for i'm excited for like a dungeon crawl because it's been a while since they've had mm -hmm. a like dungeon a good crawl. dungeon crawl the closest thing they had was uh maybe going obviously going back into the folding halls but that's kind of like mm -hmm. a, that's a dungeon crawl machine yeah. the other um, the other the kind of crawl they I think that was the last dungeon crawl they had before. Uh, well, the closest uh, thing would be like maybe going through Vakodo's lair, but that wasn't really like. That doesn't quite like count. That. Well, yeah. I think you could also count Rumblecusp as being one big dungeon crawl. It's just over a whole island. Yeah, open air dungeon. With with the added danger of memory loss every long rest. Uh, yeah, yes. the danger wasn't as present as I hoped it would be because they just lesser they just use restoration. So well, we got a nice oh, we got a nice Caleb moment out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. him being happy for a brief moment, but, uh, but there's also the fact that they were in danger of losing, running out of. And they're uh, they're characters. a powerful party. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, the ideal outcome is that maybe hopefully Lucy would have Molly's memories as well, and upon seeing them, maybe he will be a little bit more amicable and actually explain maybe things. Maybe that's why he is. What? Because you got to think a leader like this or someone that's in this kind of weird blood cult messing with Vesterogna creepy floating city he's really kind of friendly in his messages like yeah maybe yeah, he does I, have I'm, the memory still yeah. which is why i'm gonna be so sad if uh, someone like caleb just jumps the gun and thinks nope we can't trust you and that's a big fight's gonna break out and yeah um maybe someone in chat knows maybe lynn knows or maybe you guys know how long did they spend with molly like i know yasha and molly were together for like like two a month years, maybe two but yeah, it wasn't super long, but I know, like, you know, bonding through combat and bonding through uh, trials, yeah, it, but it wasn't super uh, long. Yeah, yeah. It's rough. It, it was rough. It was between one and two months. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I could actually look up on the WoW Mount calendar. I do, yeah. Um, Kat Kessner uh, brought up, like, the Bright Queen existed before the Divergence. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, they, like, they... they she would be a great person to ask about, like, these sorts of things. But I understand them also wanting to keep it close to the chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. About a month, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it was, I know it wasn't super long. I know they spent, like, some time in Zadash. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Probably a bit over a month, I imagine, because they, they actually, traveled. Uh, oh, and, and, yeah, and speaking of speaking of which, uh, according to the calendar, they actually ended on the 17th of uh, Brazendar. And pretty much a month from then, from a month now, is will be the, the 16th of Sidon Star 836, which of course is the one year anniversary of the Mayan Nine first meeting in Trostenwald. Okay. They're coming up on a one year anniversary. 11 months, it's so short. <laughs> I know, so that, much that's exactly How are they not exhausted? Yeah. I know. I am exhausted watching an episode of Frick Roll. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Time is so weird, especially when you have some episodes being taking place within the same day. Yeah, multiple. It's so multiple weird. Yeah, yeah it's fair it, enough. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like jet lag, but worse. 
Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess yeah. I guess now we can. Do we dare to try and come up with tin foil hat theories? You do know. we even attempt? You know. <laughs> I have no some. idea. Although I don't know about tin foil hat theories, but uh, I was watching some episodes. Uh, wasn't there a section we did where he had some fan art, or was misunderstanding or remembering? Oh, uh, yeah. so usually we'll do like fan art, but because we are doing two episodes today, I uh, decided to just drop it just for the sake of yeah. sake of time. I've seen FMA has been putting a bunch of um cool fan art uh, in the chat. Uh, that's, that's, that's nice. But uh, in terms of tin hat theories, at this point, anything could be a tin hat theory. We have no idea. Yeah. You know what? They're gonna go into this cavern, and this is where we're gonna find Vandrin. Damn it, Miles was about to say that. <laughs> I just had that thought. Oh my god. I was waiting, I was waiting for you to finish. And I was going to be like, I have a theory. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. My eyes went wide. I was like, ooh, I've got a fun theory. Damn it, Nico. The one oh, we've yeah. been we've been hyping up since yeah, before like, Rumble Cusp. They meet the Tomb Takers and there's Vandron with him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these are the these these are the, the, the groups of the, the group of people that Vandron said Ford would like. Oh god. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> okay. Well, there's that theory gone. Um. <laughs> um no, that's good. I, I mean, think maybe they'll actually oh, go yeah. to uh, the out the, the to the city itself as a group. Oh, I don't like that. Maybe <laughs> it's a possibility at least. I mean, they're high enough level for plane shift and all that. Can any of them cast plane shift? Yeah, Eric. Cree, Cree might be able to, because Cree, uh, people were posting um, Blood Cleric abilities in chat, and the one that they think affected Vess is a level 17 uh, Cleric yeah. ability. So Cree might 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 have some 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 tricks up. Playing shift a Cleric spell? That, oh, it might that not be. Effect, well, that and also just Clerics in general could use Plane Shift as a 7th level spell. Okay, well, there oh. you go. <laughs> but they would need a, something like a tuning fork to attune to the Astral Sea. Which I'm sure someone like Cree would have. Easy enough, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they might actually visit the the the, the city itself, and that would be kind of I'm pretty not fucking frightening. Sure, because it sounds like, because keep in mind too, because we've talked about this before, but the initial, uh, excuse me, the initial thing that Lucian went through with Vess that we've kind of pieced together was that he was astral projected or he was sent to the city by Vest. They needed Vest to do it, to send him to the yeah. city. And that's where we assume he yeah, well, lost yeah, his memories, either yeah, Vest did yeah, it or... Vest sabotaged it. Vest sabotaged it. Yeah, yeah, so... Which, of course, falls in line with Bo's theory, actually. The fact that she was really wrong because of her. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I think Marius. they... they Yeah, Marius. They might not be powerful enough to do it themselves yet. They might. That's maybe why he was stealing stuff from Vess. He needed the book. He needed the, uh, he, the yeah, ritual. Yeah, he needed the book. There. The book was the key. Yeah. So. And it wasn't just any old spell book either. Although that being said, that brings up line another thing that I'm sure has confused a lot of people. The fact that there was no record about the Eyes of Nine or anything like that in even the Cobalt Soul. There's a theory that could have been scrubbed. Or maybe just the fact that there was simply no no knowledge to begin with that was made available to them. I mean, if even the gods like uh, like Malora couldn't um, divine information about it, yeah. How would how would a how would a monastic library? Yeah. 
maybe there was it's just. <laughs> I think I think I, I think maybe it brings to mind a very random quote from episode two of things. You recall they were investigating the uh, the the old man turned into a zombified creature in the in a, at a carnival. Oh yeah. And they were doing a bit of the detective work. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, if I recall, uh, even back then, uh, Beauregard was saying something along the lines of. I still, like some of the best information you can get can be in the information that you don't find, and sometimes lack of information can be a process of elimination. Yeah. yeah. Some shell yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly. They underestimate her a lot, her intelligence and her intuition. But that's part of her. That's part of her deal. Part of her deal is to present as like a brash kind of like in yeah, your face. I, Characters that people yeah. underestimate her. And I'm so glad she's coming out of her shell a lot more these days. Well, the thing she does with the Mighty Nine, I think, though, in public and when meeting new people, she still mm -hmm. has that persona because mm -hmm. it is like a good disguise. Mm -hmm. um, people are yeah. people are less likely to be hidden if they think she's just a bit of a buffoon. So, like, yeah, like, well, you're you're nothing to really be concerned about when really she's the mastermind. <laughs> and in reality, she has you know twenty wisdom, nineteen intelligence, and she's just yeah, nothing yeah. slips by her. And let's yep. be real, Marifta is the mastermind. So oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But also, of course, a lot of those uh, traits also is what Yasha sees in her. You're like strong leader. You're really smart. You're really funny. You're honest, even if it hurts. And of course, the, and the fact that she loves so fiercely. Oh yeah. I, I, she she totally nailed those character down in that one letter. Yeah. And it was enough to even move her to tears. Even Marisha to tears. That was so beautiful. I love that. Um, but yeah, that is just who she is deep down behind, beneath the jerk ass facade. Which I've always said it is pretty much been a mess that she's forced herself to wear because, you know, if she's gonna be treated like an asshole, might as well act the part. It just so a lot of her mm -hmm. assholeish attitudes and whatnot, it was just a mask hiding truths, frightened and scared little girl. Yeah. And it's only recently that she, within this past year, that she's been able to finally let that mask slip further and further. Mm. Yeah. And I actually, I actually really like that. It's like. Trying to undo like twenty plus years of misery and alone and loneliness, just because uh, she found a family that actually gives a damn. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I think DJ. we still I think we still have more for like Bo's kind of backstory resolution because that was that was a mess. That was well, not necessarily Sorry. in terms of like um like going back and having conversations but like in terms of just catharsis or like resolution because she's doing yeah. better with the mighty nine. she's doing better with the mighty nine but like yeah. that, it was a mess when it ended it was like yeah. the confrontation wasn't with her father exactly any closure. didn't go well and then the oh, then the yeah. confrontation yeah. with the shanai like that was a mess yeah. as well yeah there was um, no it, closure because they didn't go there for closure to begin with it just no, went there for not yeah yeah, she did, she didn't get the proper arc that she was that she deserved. She was she just went they just went there for not not her. And that's what that's what I was always always upset about. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's really I don't think she even has a desire for closure with them anyway because she's happier with the, the nine. No, that's not what I mean by closure. I don't mean like like she needs to reconcile or like talk to her right. family or anything like that. I mean like just yeah, I think growth growth beyond that. Yeah, I think she's already accomplishing that. I mean, think back to how she was so fed up with uh, c controlling people. 
He said, like, if I have to hear one more, one more person say that pain is the only way to make a resilient person, what a shitty mm-hmm. excuse. She was calling out the old man right there. And yeah. people like Obama friend. Yeah. That that took courage of her. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't think she's going to need a lot more uh, resolution with her backstory. I think hers is pretty much, it's going, really. And she's trying to, I think it's, she's trying to make a complete divorce from her family and trying to, just trying to heal on her own with her mm. found family. Yeah. So, yeah. As for other people, I mean, Ukatola's still a threat as long as that cloak yes, of crystal so still exists. is going to appear in this cavern. There's going to be yeah. Geladon as well. Mm-hmm. I'm ho- all, <laughs> if you call though, if they are going to this cavern yeah, yeah, and the they find things. Yeah, the assembly yeah, is yeah. a hole as well. Uh, a whole yeah. lot of things. They're, they're still unresolved. There's just, there's just like a, a hat with all of the, like the names of, of villains and events that could possibly happen. It matches just like swirling it around and you're just going to pull one out and then that's yeah, what we're going to get That's on the table. That's one he's yeah. That's my tinfoil hat theory. That's, that's it's, newest, it, it, it's the newest game from who, Who's Lies in Anyway. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much what it is. But I do, it's not a tinfoil hat theory, but I do hope that Lucian does have Molly's memories. But yeah, because same. Molly wasn't actually who he was... Um, he's yeah, sort of exactly. pushing those those aside, and he is Lucian. Right. But I, I do really want to believe that Lucian will recognize the party. Um, and not to and to further that, I kind of hope too that he's not like bitter about those Molly memories. Like you can yeah. imagine someone in that power would be like, "Crap, I lost two years of my life. Mm-hmm. Like my progress yeah. is being pushed back." But uh, I yeah. hope he gets the enjoyment that Molly had from those memories like it's not like this was a fool like i i not that person like i don't want him to be this strict asshole which i don't think he sounds like he sounds like someone that is similar to molly in the same aspects of being like kind of charismatic and um you know enjoying what he's doing i guess it sounds like um so i'm hoping it's not going to be like oh yes those silly little memories of the person wearing surface clothes like yeah, I wanted to be some recognition of it being a good memory. Yeah, I mean, for instance, maybe in a private conversation with Bo or Yasha, he he ends up letting the mask slip and reckon, and mentioning the times that he had with Mo- as mm. Molly, showing that they, they're still he's still in there, but he's obviously just trying to lose his luck, lose and try to get that two years back, but still holding yeah. on to those memories because they were that, good um... memories. That said, I think if any of them have a private conversation with Lucian, they're insane. <laughs> like, they <laughs> just stick together in a group. <laughs> yep. Do not be like, alone with this man. Do not, yeah, do not oh, yeah, go alone. Very that's very true. You're going to come out with more eyes than you currently have. Yeah, that, yeah. I got these cool tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to take a hell of a lot of convincing to even have that kind of thing. Or maybe it's just a, a conversation between him and the Nine. Just a private conversation between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away without, from his uh, cronies. Exactly. Yeah. Oh There's a possibility. We it just it's it's just it's too new. We don't know anything. So I mentioned agree with Bo. They actually need to just tag along and suss out what's going on. Find out if he's is he evil or if he's just doing this just to just fulfill what he wants to do for his own personal interests. And killing Vest was just an act of petty not petty but an act of uh, revenge. Because he, yeah. she stole two years of his life. Completely unrelated. Anything just maybe a little bit of business, but also personal. Yeah, I'm looking forward anyway. to it. 
Pretty much. Plus the fact that yeah, plus the fact that it was him. Then they killed uh, Vest, not not the not the Mighty Nine. So. Yeah. Do we have Talks Machina this week, or is it? I believe we do. Yes. Uh, it, since it's uh, every fortnight, it would be yeah. Yeah, this it week. Wasn't yes. This week, so this no, week. it'd be next yep. week. Cool. Uh, next week on the. 8th, 9th, the 10th. Yeah, sweet. So, uh, who, do we, who do we hope's gonna be on it? I feel like... I would like... I think Talison might... might well, might they're, they're kind of doing it, I think, since Talks has been back, they've been getting... Uh, they've not doubled up yet. They're, like, getting everyone in so they can talk about stuff that's happened so far. I would so, say it's probably gonna be... Uh, well, they already had Marisha and Talison at one point, so... Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, that's right. They've had Liam and... Liam and Marisha? Liam, no, it was Liam and Ashley, wasn't it? Yeah, Liam and Ashley, uh, Matt and Laura. Talzin Everyone's been on. Everyone's been on, yeah, so they can yeah, all come up now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, who hasn't been on? Wait, they've all been on. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like probably Matt and Talison would be great. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, or Marisha and Matt. I want Matt. Oh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> I want Matt. Well, we'll find out for sure when they announce the schedule on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe a little okay. sooner. Yeah. Yeah, maybe sooner. But yeah. just like with Tox Machina and just like with Critical Role, we're just gonna have to wait and find out. Um, and just and just bide our time, I guess. But are, are there any uh closing thoughts about these past two episodes? Any any last last things we just gotta get off our chests? Any any worries concerns hopes oh so many so yeah. many worries and yeah i guess i guess that's a little bit of a loaded okay, uh, a loaded yeah, question okay. i'll narrow it down name perhaps the top the off the top of your head the most pressing thing that you're thinking about regards to these two episodes and beyond the most depressing thing no the most the, pressing the, the oh the most, most pressing. pressing yeah uh I don't know, probably the fact is... that this floating city is is yeah. is a thing <laughs> Yeah, that's and probably... the fact that they've got a dead Cerberus assembly. And they got a dead Cerberus. That's, that's that a whole other thing. That we have no idea lot, how that's going to be resolved. Especially because Yez is still in the Empire. Like, oh. Yeah. Well, he's back but again, the they got, they've got bigger things to worry about. Even though Vest exactly. just died, they still got bigger things to worry about. Yeah, which is insane. I know. Yeah. Then, in fact, they may yeah. not even care about Vest anymore at the assembly. They just think, oh, she's dead. She's expensive. We have reserves. Yeah. It's still not a good look, though. It like, is not. I think they still need to put on yeah, face. But, they, but they, they would know the, the Nine did not kill her, so why would they punish the Nine? Even, they, sure, they, they hid the, the evidence of her murder, but they didn't kill her. It was, it was a random third party. Uh, yeah. Me, the most pressing thing on my mind, well, technically back-to-back, -back, we've had confirmation from both Yasha and Bell that they are definitely in love with each other. <laughs> they're just a little afraid to make the, the they're a little afraid to make the first move. That. Both of them, they've been passing the ball between each sides of their court, back and forth. I am very concerned though that what if one of them dies before they actually talk about it? Either that, oh, or maybe no. You know, either that, or they actually will talk <laughs> about it. That's too angsty. Okay. We don't go for angst. I don't want that happening. Trust me, I don't want that. I do think, I do think that with the past with the next one or two episodes, they'll talk about it because out there, Bo has a lo yeah. lo love letter. She knows. They need downtime for it though. Mm -hmm. They need mansion downtime for that to happen. 
Oh, um, it's a great. Well, they're in a dungeon crawl, they'll have that time. Yeah. Um, Dartoni the third to finish it up. The most pressing concern, 100% oh, right. is the fact <laughs> they, that they, they will not get paid. They were going to get paid a shit ton. They were going to get paid. They were going to get paid fort money. Like, they could have built, like, a castle. <laughs> yeah. They all, they all still need to use the mirror. Yeah. yeah. They still yeah. need to use the mirror. What's the mirror? Oh, six mirror. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's going to be useful. But... I was like, the mirror Allura gave them? What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't, you know, they could just, you know, yeah. just call up Allura just to, just hey, to, Allura. you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just to talk with her again. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that too. Oh gosh. But I guess with all of that being said, we can go ahead and and start wrapping up. I feel like we. Every every episode has just been, like I need I need like a breather. I need like a ten minute breather after the episode is over to just like. Uh, it's it's ironic relax. the fact that. It's ironic the fact that all the episodes we've had ever since the hiatus ended. It has just been nonstop, just stressful yeah. and without rest. It's been go mode. So, that and also the fact that they're definitely making up for lost time by really ramping up the tension, mm. the feels, everything, and I love it. Yeah. I'm um I'm back in the time zone now with daylight savings where it finished. Oh. It starts uh five minutes before I finish work, so I'm mm. back in the like kind of like putting audio on in my car as I'm driving yep. very safely home. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> like trying to get to it before the episode starts, so I'm back watching somewhat live now, um, which is fun. It's like the summer routine. <laughs> yeah. I I hate daylight savings time. I like it for the summer. Nice. Yeah. It's light longer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, thank anyway. you all again so much for joining us for yet another episode of the What the Sheep podcast. It is always such a joy. And with bangers of episodes like these ones we've been having, it just makes it all the more enjoyable to be able to talk talk about this with, you know, fellow fans and friends and critters alike. Um, so thank you for joining us in chat today. Thank you all for joining us on YouTube in the comments and on Anchor and Spotify and wherever else this, this podcast may find itself. We really appreciate the support and the lovely conversations. Um, Adam, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure to have you on. Your insight expands not only from from Twitter, but now also um, onto this <laughs> podcast as well. Yeah, I am beyond grateful that you give me the invite, Nico. Both you and Alana for having me. Maybe I'll come by at some point again in the future. Yeah. Just uh, let me know, and um, we'll see if I'm available. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I'd, love, I'd love to come back eventually. Yeah, no, it's this. This is seriously always always such a fun time. Uh, but again, thank you all so much once more. Um, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day wherever you find yourself on this earth. And we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.